Welcome to Streams from the River, the podcast from the River Church RVA with Pastor Teacher Michael Kraft. I know you'll be blessed by the teaching today, so open your hearts and let's get straight into today's message. We've been doing a uh, series, this is week number six, on building healthy relationships. How many of you know relationships, we're all in relationships, but not every relationship that we have is a healthy relationship. And so we're taking this entire summer to talk about some of the skills and just what God's word says about developing uh, healthy relationships. And um, healthy relationships are built on, can I say this? Healthy relationships are built on trust. Okay. If you've got trust in your relationship, you've got a good foundation and, and things can happen, but when you've got trust as a foundation of a relationship, you'll always bounce back because truth always sets you free, right? And how many of you know that if you're not telling the truth and you tell a lie, that uh, it might seem like it gets you out of the doghouse, but the doghouse just gets bigger, all right? Lies don't build foundations for healthy relationships on any level. And so this morning, what I want to talk about is the truth about lies. Okay, we're going to talk about the truth behind lies. Earlier uh, in the week, maybe two weeks ago, my wife, Melanie, got a letter in the mail and uh, she was summoned for jury duty. All right. And so you know what that's all about, right? You got to go, and if you're um, selected as a part of the jury pool, you're there to help determine because you got two people, you got a defendant and you got a prosecutor, and they both seem to have the truth, right? I mean, you know what the facts are, but, but the jury, it's their job to listen to what's going on and kind of determine what is the truth, who's telling the truth, and who's telling maybe not the truth. That would be called lie, right? And so that's really a, that's a difficult task. And uh, if you've watched the news on any level, there are innocent people who, because of our legal system, have found themselves in jail. And, uh, you know, I think most of the time we get it right. But how many of you know it's important to know the truth? The truth is what sets us free, all right? And so um, we're going to talk about the truth because you want to know who's telling the truth, right? You put your hand on the Bible because we're swearing to tell the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth, just like our confession, right? You got to know the truth. The truth sets us free. All right. So um, nothing is more important to a healthy relationship. Oh, I'm on the wrong page. Uh, a few weeks ago, see how dependent I am on my notes, but uh, a couple weeks ago, how many of you remember a message I did on facts, opinions, and feelings versus truth? Okay. We have facts, opinions, and feelings versus truth. And we talked about that. And in a court of law, you're sorting through all of those things to try to find out what the truth is. Jesus said this. He said that I am the way, 
I am the truth and I am the life. So can I say this? I don't want to go into the whole message a couple of weeks ago, but the truth is someone. The truth is not something. It's not whoever has the strongest opinion or whoever feels the strongest about something. The truth is a person. The truth is Jesus. He said, I am the truth. One of the attributes of God is that he's omniscient. What does that mean? Omniscient, what does that mean? That means that God is all-knowing, okay? And the scripture also says in Hebrews chapter 6, verse 18, it says that it is impossible for God to lie. So if God is omniscient, he knows everything, and it's impossible for him to lie, that means every word of God is what? It's, it's not only true, it's the truth. Okay, even when Jesus was being tempted in the wilderness, you know, he was hungry after 40 days. He saw that rocks, said it looks like that would make for a great sandwich. You know, if you're the son of God, command this rock to become bread. And Jesus responded by saying what? Man does not live by bread alone. What? Bread appeals to your emotions, right? Looking at the rock, You've got an opinion. Now, I look at a rocket. It looks like a rocket. It don't look like bread to me. But Jesus said this. He says, man does not live by bread alone, but he lives by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. If you want to experience life, if you want to walk in truth, we have got to line ourselves up with the word of God. It is the truth. It's always the truth. It never, ever, ever changes. Okay? It's the truth. So you've got to establish God's word as the truth. It never changes, even though, how many of you know your opinions change? Our feelings change? How many of you have had a change of uh, emotion or feeling or opinion already today? Anybody? Okay. For the better. I, I like that. All right. So if you want to know the truth, you have to know God's word. If you want to know the truth, you have to know God's word. Okay. To be born again, you become a new creation in Christ. In John chapter 1, verse 14, it says, And the word, the truth, became flesh and dwelt among us. When we are born again, we become new creations in Christ. The truth, God's word has to get in us. Okay? If you're born again, one of the most important things that you can do is to give yourself to the truth, to knowing what God's word says. When I got born again, the first thing I did is I went out and bought a Bible. I didn't even know that there were different versions. There were only two back in the 1970s. But uh, I wanted a Bible. They said, what kind? I said, I don't know. So they gave me one, put it in a nice brown paper bag, snuck it home, went up into my bedroom and began to read. And I have not stopped in 40 years. Because this is the truth. And if you hunger and thirst for the truth of God's word, if you're really looking for truth in your life, this needs to be hidden. The word of God needs to be hidden in your heart. 
And there's one thing about the word. You can't lay hands on someone and impart the word of God. You've got to read it. You've got to meditate on it. It's got to become a part of who you are, okay? So that when life happens, the Holy Spirit can bring to your what? Your remembrance. Something has to happen before it can become a part of your remembrance, right? (laughs) Before you can remember something, you have to member it first, (laughs) right? You have to put it together. You've got to get it on the inside of you. So if you want to live by the truth of God's word, you need to read the word, meditate on the word, allow the word to come in you. And then in life, God will bring the truth back to your remembrance. So listen, life happens out there. Outside of the four walls of this building, we need to know the truth because the truth will set you free. And if you don't know the truth, I'm going to tell you something this morning. You're not free. You are not free. Okay? How many of you want to be free? Okay? We're going someplace this morning. One of, uh, one of my favorite uh, individuals that inspires me is a man named Smith Wigglesworth. He was uh, an apostle of faith in the early 1900s. Didn't even know how to read. And he was a plumber just like Mr. Buck. He was a plumber, didn't know how to read until he was 50 years old. The only book he ever read in his life was the Bible. And this is what he said. He said, I am not moved. I am not moved by what I see. I'm not moved by what I see or what I, what's it say? I'm not moved by what I see. I'm not moved by what I feel. I am moved by one thing. I'm moved by what I believe, and what I believe is the Word of God. That inspires me. How many of us are moved by what we see? How many of you are moved by how you feel? I see those hands. We're moved more by what we see and more by what we feel than what we are, the Word of God. If we're exalting what we feel and what we see above God's word, we are buying into a lie. I'm telling you the truth because the omniscient, unchangeable, immutable word of God is always the truth, no matter what you see, no matter what you believe, or it matters what you believe, no matter what you feel, the word of God is the truth. Not denying facts. When Kevin went skiing last week, the fact that, man, if you saw the back of his leg, it was all sorts of colors. I'm telling you, it was a fact. He had a hamstring injury. Fact. Doctor says, you're going to have to go to see an orthopedic Who knows what the problem is? It's going to take weeks of rehabilitation. It might be a while to you, but guess what? The truth. The truth is God's word. And the Bible says, if any man among you is sick, let him pray for the sick. And the prayer of faith 
will raise them up. It says we'll lay hands on the sick. It said these signs will follow those who believe. Well, guess what? A sick man, fact, walked into a Bible study on Wednesday. We proclaim the truth, not moved by what he sees, not moved by what he feels, immediately began to move that leg. And the next day he's up and walking. How many of you know the truth will set you free? You've got to know the truth. It needs to get in you so that it can come out. The Holy Spirit can put you back in remembrance of it, okay? So this scripture, John 8, 31 and 32 says, so Jesus was saying to the Jews who had believed, if you continue, if you continue in my word, you, then you are truly disciples of mine and you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. Okay. You can be born again and not be a disciple. Okay. You can be born again and not be a disciple. He said this to the Jews who believed on him. If you believe on me and you continue in my word, then you are my disciples indeed, and you'll know the truth, and the truth will make you free. <laughs> Some people used to get on me after I got saved because even my wife, when I first got married, she said, I married a man, not a Bible. <laughs> because all I knew was the word of God. All I meditated on was the word of God. You could talk to me, and I would give you three or four verses because it would just flow out of me. But that's what happens with teachers, I guess. It, it, it goes with my gift. But it's important for you to know the Word of God. It's important. Even spiritual gifts, if they're not rooted and grounded in the context of the Word of God, the Bible says in the last day there'll be signs and wonders that will take place that will deceive even the very elect, will deceive the very elect, the only way you can be deceived is to not know the truth. You can see signs and wonders and miracles, but if you don't know the truth, you can be deceived into believing a lie. You see? And people are chasing after signs and wonders and miracles that are taking place, but if it's not rooted and grounded in the word of God, it is a lie. Okay, what does the truth set you free from? That's a good question, right? The truth sets you free from facts that contradict the word of God. It sets you free from opinions and feelings. The word of God sets you free from your opinions and feelings. Do I need to say it again? The word of God will set you free from your opinions and your feelings. You'll understand that a little bit more in a moment. The truth will set you free from sin. The truth will always set you free from lies. The truth will always set you free from lies. So the, the word of God is the truth. I want to give you just a, a few truths. And I'm setting up a story that I'm going to tell you 
in a few moments that was a real revelation to me this week. It's amazing how fast you can move from the truth to a lie. It's amazing how fast. And you'll understand that why. But here's a few truths that set up the story I'm going to tell you. If you're born again in Christ, old things have passed away and all things have become new. That's the truth. 2 Corinthians 5.17, that's the truth. You must be born again to enter the kingdom of God, John 3.3. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. Nothing. It's the truth. Romans 8.38. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Philippians 4.18. How many of you know this is the truth? It's the whole truth. It's nothing but the truth. It never changes. This is the truth. If we believe in the truth, walk in the truth, elevate the truth above our opinions and our emotions, you'll be free. Okay? No weapon formed against me will prosper. No weapon. How many of you have had things oppose you, come against you this week? Have any of them knocked you down? Good. I applaud you. I got knocked down really, really good because I forgot the truth. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Is that the truth? I don't feel like it. (laughs) Doesn't seem like a good time to have joy to me. (laughs) Rejoice always. And again, I say rejoice. Is that the word of God? Is that the truth? All right. No temptation, no trial will come your way, but such as is common to man. And God will make a way of escape that you're able to bear it. Is that the truth? All right. Cool. I like this. All right. So remember this. This is the challenge. The challenge for us is to walk in and continue to believe the truth, even when the facts, your opinions, and your feelings appear to be in total contradiction. It doesn't change the truth. If you continue in my, if you believe and you continue in the truth, then you're my disciples and you'll know the truth and the truth will make you free. Man, we can sit here and open our Bibles and read the truth and say amen and shout all day long. But what happens when your emotions and your opinions contradict the truth? That's the challenge. How many of you would say that's the challenge? That's the challenge. So I'm going to challenge you this morning. All right, because it's difficult. Most people place way too much weight on their feelings and allow their emotions to override the truth of God's word. It's true. I was um, I was watching a movie this week. Have any of you seen the movie? It's about Margaret Thatcher. It's called Iron Lady. Have you seen it? She was an amazing prime minister in England for about 12 years. She had a backbone like nobody, brought about tremendous change. 
Here's a quote um, from Margaret Thatcher. What? Am I bound to feelings? People don't think anymore. They feel. How are you feeling? This is her quoting, all right? How are you feeling? No, I don't feel comfortable. I'm sorry. We as a group, we're feeling. One of the greatest problems of our age is that we are governed by people who care more about feelings than they do about truth and ideas. Truth and ideas, that interests me. Ask me about the truth. Don't ask me how I'm feeling. Don't ask me my opinion. Let's talk about the truth. Wouldn't that, that changes the conversation a little bit, doesn't it? Let's talk about the truth. Remember, if you continue in the words, you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. If you forget the truth, if you forget the truth, if your life is not rooted and grounded in truth, when your emotions are triggered, when your emotions are triggered, guess what? You're going to forget the truth. When your emotions are triggered, you're going to forget the truth and you're going to begin to behave as if your opinions and your feelings are the truth. We've exchanged, in Romans chapter 8, it says that we've exchanged the truth for what? A lie. So when you're triggered, somebody pushes your button and your opinion and your emotions are kicked in, all of a sudden you forget the truth, you exalt your opinion and your emotions, and you forget and you begin to act as if that's the truth. And when you do that, you've bought into a lie. Stepping on any toes this morning a little bit? <laughs> I'm just sharing some truth. This, this, by the way. This is the message that I would have preached three weeks ago, but I had an experience that brought this truth and made it a reality in my life, okay? This is what I discovered several weeks ago, okay? So a couple of weeks ago, I was taking a trip with my wife to go see our new granddaughter. She's beautiful. And um, I keep my trailer parked outside the church, so we were going to bring some stuff back. So I grabbed the truck, hooked up the trailer, and I drove home, and I proceeded to attempt to back the trailer into my driveway. That's a fact. Okay. That's a fact. And that's where I began to get a revelation. Okay. That's where the truth, all of the scriptures, no temptation, I can do all things, rejoice. That's in me. I'm beginning to have an experience, all right? 
Um, it took me about five or six times to get the full experience, but I got it, all right? I had the experience, and after the experience, I had a revelation. So what happened is basically I needed to back this trailer in, and I, I had gained some, some confidence. I gained some confidence in my ability to back this thing up. Let's face it. If you drive a vehicle, we go forward, right? We don't go backwards. It's, it's not natural, especially with the trailer. Because Ed was trying to give me some advice after the fact. He said, put your hand on the bottom of the wheel and that way. But I'm not going to try that because I've learned some truths. <laughs> All right. So. My opinion, the fact is I got my trailer, I'm getting ready to back it in to my driveway. My opinion is I can do this, all right? So I start to back it in, the trailer starts going this way and starts going that way. And so I pull it up, I'm starting to lose my confidence. I'm thinking, well, I'm not as good at this as I thought. My opinion is beginning to change. So I try it again and it starts going another direction. And so my opinion begins to change again. And I'm thinking, I can't do this. You see how fast your opinion can change? I'm so confident that I can do this. Now I'm not sure that I can do this at all. So then I, I begin to try it again. And it begins to move in different directions. And I'm going, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? I'm just looking back. This trailer has a mind of its own and I'm going and it's going this way. And finally, I'm telling myself, I probably need to stop doing this. All right. Because the trailer's going into the yard. And at one point, now my emotions are starting to kick in. All right. The truth is, hasn't changed but my opinion has changed five or six times. And along the way, my emotions are changing as well. How many of you know that I'm not as calm, cool, and collected as I appear to be this morning? So the final time I thought, you know what? I'm going to get this. So I start backing that thing. It starts going into the yard. I'm saying, that's fine. I'm just going to turn the thing the opposite way. And I'm just going to keep on going. It's going back. Well, the next thing you know, oh, I, I need to share this truth with you, all right? That uh, feelings are the emotions that correspond to your opinions. Feelings are the emotions that correspond to your opinions, what you think. If you believe the truth, your emotions are, are going to correspond to the truth, and you'll know the truth, and the truth has set you free. But when your opinions begin to change, your emotions begin to, to get exalted, all of a sudden, you exchange the truth for a lie, and then you begin to move in another direction. Feelings are the emotions that correspond to the truth. And your opinions and feelings, can I tell you this? They're powerful. They're really powerful. When they line up with the word of God, they are more powerful than a nuclear bomb. 
But you know what? Your opinions and your emotions, when you exalt them above the word of God, they're just as powerful as a nuclear bomb. You see, the last time that I backed this trailer up, I did something that I shouldn't have done. Hmm. It's really powerful. I made a decision. It was the wrong decision. The next thing you know, I jackknife that trailer straight into the back of my truck, sliced the, uh, the, the, the rear tire, and drove the trailer into the panel. Drove it into the panel, but because I was determined, I was determined that if I just turned the wheel the other way that it would straighten out, and I backed it, I just continued to back it further into the truck. Oh, wise man that I am. So finally, my opinion, now, mind you, I'm doing okay. I'm still doing semi-okay because I'm thinking at this time I get a little bit of wisdom and I say, you know what? I'm just going to pull out. I'm going to go around the block and I'm just going to park it beside the yard. Okay. So little do I know that as I pull out, the tire is already punctured. And so I start hearing as I get about a half a block down and I'm going, huh, there must be something wrong with tire on the trailer. (laughs) And so I get out and I walk back to the trailer and the trailer looks fine. The trailer looks fine. So I'm going, I wonder where this sound's coming from. And then I look at the truck. I should have a picture of the truck, but I didn't put the picture. When I looked at the truck, the, the tire was all the way down on the ground and I looked at the wheel well and I lost my ever-loving mind. <laughs> I totally exchanged the truth for a lie. Every lie that I had ever believed, every lie, every opinion that anybody had ever spoken to me, every word that the enemy could have spoken came back to my remembrance. (laughs) My opinions were really high, low, and everywhere, and my emotions were nuclear. (laughs) And I just, I could not believe the man that I was acting like. It just I fell out of agreement with the truth. My eyes were blinded by the facts and opinions and feelings, and I came into agreement with lies. I came into agreement with lies, and I forgot the truth. I exalted the facts. I exalted my emotions. Did the truth change? Jesus said to his disciples who believed in him, if you continue in my word. The word continue is a present future verb. 
It speaks of an action that continue, that starts in a moment and it continues indefinitely into the future without any stopping or any interruption. When Jesus said, if you continue in my word, he's not saying when your devotions are up. He's saying, you've committed your life to me. Now, for the rest of your life, you're a believer. Now, continue in my word. No matter what you see, no matter what you feel, allow the word of God exalted above your opinions, exalted above your emotions, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. It has set you free from lies. It will allow the joy of the Lord to continue to be your strength. It's the way of escape. Come on, I missed the way. (laughs) I missed the way. And you know, there's two types of brains that you have. You have your logical, rational brain, the one that we probably have this morning. And then you have your illogical brain, your rational brain, your emotional brain. And when things happen, if the word of God is not rooted and grounded in you before you're triggered, your rational brain shuts off, your emotional brain kicks into gear, and whatever you stored in your emotional brain is what's going to come out. If you're not prepared for the day of battle, if you wait until until you jackknifed your mind with a lie, if you wait until you get there, it's too late because your rational brain shuts off, your emotional brain kicks in, and from there on, you're just in reaction mode. It took me 15 minutes to find my rational brain. Have any of you been there? You got a t-shirt. <laughs> You're right, right, right. Man, see, and what happens then is you begin to think, and now the truth, you're going to use the truth against you. I should have been patient. I should have been kind. I should have allowed the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control to rule my mind because they're in my spirit. So now Pastor Michael goes into condemnation because the truth that was supposed to set me free is now condemning me. Well, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, prophet. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I can see all you advice givers out there. Yeah, I can. I, I can see you laughing at me. The only thing I can say is be careful. Because there's another truth in the Bible. It's called the law of sowing and reaping. <laughs> oh, yeah, an increase. Given it to be given unto you. Good measure pressed down, shaken together and running over. Y'all should be praying and interceding, (laughs) right? So listen, as quick as you can snap your fingers, you can go from believing the truth 
to following lies. It can happen that fast. That fast. Comes out of nowhere. We get deceived and we start following lies. Our emotions, our opinions exalted above the word of God. Do you see how important the word of God is? You can be a believer, born again, spirit-filled, but if the word is not rooted and grounded in your life, not Sunday morning life, in your life, in your everyday life, if you continue present future, no looking at watches, no looking at cell phones. Not done yet. If you feel like it, you're exalting. <laughs> Not going to go there. All right. But it, it, it comes out of nowhere, all right? So what happens in a relationship with a family member or a friend when you know the truth and all of a sudden they hit your button? What happens when you're in a conversation with your spouse or somebody says the wrong thing? doesn't matter what it is. There's only one truth, but there's a million lies. There's a million things that can trigger your emotions. What happens when the button pushes? What happens in those suddenly moments? And we begin to respond with our emotions and feelings we know they contradict. Listen, we know they contradict God's word. We're just not feeling it. We know the truth. I'm just not feeling it right now. I'm looking at that truck and I'm not feeling the joy. I'm feeling my pocketbook go. <laughs> looking at embarrassment and all those things, man. When that happens, you when that happens, you in, in that moment, in a twinkling of an eye, you've just said goodbye to the truth. Bye bye. And you've said hello to a lie. You've said hello to a lie. I'm going to take this to a deeper level. Okay. So what's the truth about lies? What's the truth about lies? Lies are sly. Lies are sly. They're sneaky, right? They deceive and they challenge the truth of God's word through opposing facts, opinions, and feelings. That's what lies do. Lies never profit you. You get in that emotional state, lies never profit you. They destroy, they kill, they destroy, all right? Jesus came to, so that we could have abundant life, right? Thief came to kill, steal, and destroy. You want to hear something uh, powerful about lies? This is what got me. When I began to see that I had not only exchanged the truth for a lie, but then I began to see where do lies come from? Where do lies come from? Jesus said, you are of your father, the devil. He's talking to religious people. That's a whole nother message. 
you are of your father, the devil, and you want to do the desires, the emotions, the opinions, the feelings of your father. He was a murderer from the beginning, and he does not stand in the truth. Because there is no truth in him. Whenever he speaks, he speaks a lie. He speaks from his own nature, for he is a liar, and he is the father of lies. Uh Uh-oh. SpaghettiOs. Uh-oh. You see, when my rational brain came back, and the Lord began because I still believe all things work together for good to those that love God. And I said, devil, you ain't going to win on this one. I said, this truth I'm sharing. (laughs) You thought you got me. Uh, uh, you just set yourself up. You just set yourself up. So if God's word is the truth, and he's and and Jesus is the truth personified because the truth isn't something it's someone then a lie isn't just something it comes from someone every lie has a root somewhere why when you give into a lie you are giving into the father of lies oh my gosh All of a sudden, it's not just my emotion and it's my feeling. It's not just my opinion. I'm realizing that I am falling out of agreement with truth and the one that I have dedicated my life to serving. I have bowed my knee to the father of lies. Exalted my emotions and my opinion. That's the exact same thing that Satan did. And it's the same thing that we do. And Jesus says, if you believe in me, continue in my word, and you'll be my disciple indeed, and you'll know the truth, and it'll make you free. Jesus said to, he said to Peter, he said, follow me, and I will make you to become a fisher of men. It's a process. It's a process. Jeff was sharing last week, everything's a process, right? So now my eyes are open. Now I can see it's not just my emotion. It's not just my opinion. If I'm not walking in the truth, if I'm not in agreement with the truth, I'm in agreement with the father of lies. It's not just me and my bad mood. So, When you find yourself stuck believing a lie, here's what you need to do immediately, okay? Stop. 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 It's a four-letter word. Stop. Take six seconds and just stop. When When you start... When things begin to exalt themselves above the word of God, stop. Should be a warning sign, all right? Cast down any opposing facts, opinions, and feelings. How are you going to do that? You've got to know the truth. It's not a time to Google verses on freedom. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's not time to Google. You need to be doing that today. Cast down opposing facts, opinions, and feelings, because if you don't, they are going to take you down. Exalt the truth. Exalt the truth. Crucify your flesh. Can I tell you, just because you're a Christian doesn't mean that your opinions and feelings are going to go away. The things that set Christians apart from others are people like Smith Wigglesworth, where he says, I'm not moved by what I see. I'm not moved by what I feel. I'm moved by one thing. I'm moved by what I believe, and I believe the truth. I believe the word of God. Man, can you, nobody told you this when you got born again, did they? This is the work of the Holy Spirit. And then can I tell you this? You have to choose. You have to make a choice to walk in the Spirit. Some people say, don't pray for patience. Well, I agree. Don't pray for patience. Be patient. Just exercise that muscle. When you got born again, you, the Spirit of God came into you, and you got, you got it all. You got the whole package. You already have patience. Do you know that, Nathan? <laughs> you already have it. You've already got kindness. You see, the thing is, is we're surrendering to anger instead of surrendering to joy. We're surrendering into our, our uh, whatever you want to call it, instead of gentleness and self-control. We're surrendering to the wrong God. But you can choose... You can choose to walk in truth. You can choose. Can you say that to somebody? You can choose to walk in truth. Now tell yourself. You can choose, you can choose to walk in truth. You can choose to walk in truth. Because if you continue in my word, you'll know the truth. And the truth will set you, you, yeah, I mean you, it'll set you free every time that you choose the truth. I got a bunch of scriptures that you can look on that, but I've, I'm running out of time. So it didn't take me, I can tell you this, it didn't take me long to repent, about 15 minutes. Okay. It didn't take me long to repent. Repent means to change the way you think. It doesn't mean to feel sorry for yourself. It doesn't mean to be filled with remorse. It doesn't mean to beat yourself up because you missed it. It doesn't mean that. As a matter of fact, the uh, definition of Christian maturity is how fast can you return to joy? How fast can you 
remember that he who knew no sin became sin for you so that you could become the righteousness of God in him. How fast can you remember that if I confess my sin, he's faithful and just to forgive me of my sin and cleanse me. Cleanse me of all unrighteousness. If he's cleansed me of all unrighteousness, how much unrighteousness is in me? None. And if there's no unrighteousness in me, then I'm filled with the fruit of righteousness. Ha! Faithfulness. Joy in the Holy Spirit. Why do we, if God has already forgiven us, why do we punish ourselves? Learn the truth, get set free, and get back to joy. (laughs) Okay. All right. See, I was amazed. I know the truth, but I'm amazed at how fast I could exchange it. I'm amazed how fast. I got seven stories going on in my mind. I can't go there. So a few more takeaways, all right? Um, Okay. The truth about lies. Lies are the opposite of God's word. Lies are built on facts, opinions, and feelings that contradict and blind you to the word of God. The truth that you know has to be more powerful than the lies you were tempted to believe. The truth that you know has to be more powerful than the lies that you are tempted to believe. And you'll be tempted every day. You'll be tempted every day. The truth that is in you has to be more powerful than the lies that you're tempted to believe. You cannot follow God's word and your opinions and feelings at the same time. That's called being double-minded. When you don't feel like walking in the truth, when you don't feel like loving, you don't feel like forgiving, you don't feel like believing the best, you don't feel like being patient or kind, you are believing a lie. Choose the truth anyhow. Surrender to the fruit of the Spirit. Listen, if you're not established in the truth, do you know what your life is going to look like? I'm not doing the swan. Uh, What am I doing? I'm doing the wave. Listen, (laughs) I don't even want to see that on tape. But your life is going to look like a roller coaster. You're going to be up when the circumstances are up. You're going to be down when the circumstances are down. Why? Because your opinions, your emotions, your feelings are going to change. And the truth is steady. It never changes. When do we live a life that says, I'm crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I. I have died, and my life is now hidden with Christ in God. When does that truth become a reality? Okay. Y'all got enough today? Just a little bit more. 
You know Nike's saying? Just do it. <laughs> That's what the truth is supposed to be. Just do it. Here's what you have to commit your life to. Your life. Okay, not just a couple of minutes. This, commit your life to this and you will experience more freedom than you could ever imagine. In the moment, we think that the lie, we think that the emotions, we think that that's taken us someplace. We think we're venting. We think we're getting something off of our chest. No, you bought a lie. You're agreeing with the father of lies and, you've, and he's just taken you down. If you want to get something off your chest, walk in the truth. And every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Your emotions, your opinions will bow the knee to the truth. So here's what you need to commit yourself to do. Read the word daily. You have to allow the word of God to become firmly established in your life. <clears throat> Don't just read the word, meditate on the word continuously. Whole another message, Joshua 1.8. God tells Joshua, meditate on the word day and night because it will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. Not just success, but good success. So read the word, meditate on the word. Here's the other one. Evaluate your day moment by moment. This is, listen, this happened for me like two weeks ago. Is that when I called you, John? I was still in my irrational brain when I called you. <laughs> <laughs> I called John and, and, and I said, you wouldn't believe what happened. And John says, it happens all the time. <laughs> it's okay. We get calls like this all the time. <laughs> it didn't help. <laughs> I was in my spot. You know what I'm saying? But listen, if any of you have been around me for the last couple of weeks, how many of you have heard me say, well, hey, that's a fact. Oh, that's an, that's an opinion. Hey, that's the truth. Because you know what I'm doing? I'm practicing. I'm practicing. I'm, I, I'm, I'm evaluating every conversation that I have. What am I believing? Oh, hey, that's an opinion. Oops, I feel my emotions. God, what's, what's your word say? And you have to slow down. You have to slow down for the truth to get established in your life. And so that's what I'm purposefully doing is I'm slowing down because when I get out there or <laughs> when I try to change a thermostat and be real careful about it and, and uh, I short it out and I'm trying to save us having to call the HVAC guy, but I have to anyhow because I blew a fuse, you know, whenever I try to do anything mechanical, I just need to evaluate in the moment. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> know the truth. Stay away. Stay away. But evaluate your day moment by moment. Ask these three questions. What is the truth in this situation? What am I believing? Who am I believing? That last one gets me. Because I never realized who I was believing. The father of lies. I never realized that. I thought, I'm just having my thing. I'll get over it. What am I believing? Who am I believing? Then make the choice to crucify your opinion and feelings and choose the truth. 
Listen, you don't have to memorize the Bible. Jesus said, a new commandment I give you. Love one another, even as I have loved you. Love. By this all men will know that you're my disciples. If you want to memorize four verses, 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8, love is patient, it's kind, it's not envious, boastful, or proud. It's not unmannerly, it's not rude, selfish, it's not provoked. It takes, it believes the best in every situation. It doesn't rejoice in sin, it rejoices in truth. It bears up under all things, its hopes are fadeless, it endures without weakening, and it always succeeds. The fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Listen, those three or four verses will get you through life. Just those. Everything else just expands on that. Okay? So... I want to read this scripture one last time as we close. Romans 8, or not Romans, John 8, 31. So Jesus was saying to those Jews who believed on him, if you continue present perfect tense in my word, then you are truly, not believers, but you're truly disciples of mine, and you'll know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Thanks for listening to Streams from the River from the River Church RVA in Chester, Virginia. If you've been blessed by the message and would like to connect deeper with the River Church RVA, please visit our website at riverchurchrva.com. Or you can send us an email, share your testimonies, prayer requests, or general correspondence to family at riverchurchrva.com. Again, that's family at riverchurchrva.com. Have a blessed day, and we look forward to being with you again next time right here on Streams from the River.